Hey friends, hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, once again, Locathorus audio only. Let's listen to OC Remix. Um, this is our second album. This is uh, from Chrono Trigger. It's called Chrono Symphonic. Now, the Torrent Archive, or the Torrent Tracker, or Provider, or whatever, they're files, I, whatever you want to call it. Um, in their list of torrents, it says this is from 2009, that can't be right. It can't possibly be right. This is definitely from 2005, as we'll see in a moment, because uh, if you open up the folder, there's a back cover of the, you know, theoretical CD case, um, including a jewel insert. And in the jewel insert, it says, 10 years ago, Chrono Trigger was released to much fanfare, echoing the prestige of its creators, the dream, uh, the dream team of Squaresoft. So if it was 10 years ago and the game came out in 95, I believe it was 95. So then, this, yeah, this is, must have been 10, uh, 2005. Um, it continues. One of the most essential elements of the magical experience of the game was fostered by a new face in the company, a young man looking to make a name for himself by scoring his first video game. Like his pixelated counterparts, Chrono and Marl, Yatsuroni Mitsuda made history by composing an unforgettable and celebrated soundtrack that has spawned hundreds of fan remixes and arrangements. Ten years ago, the future of video game music was forever changed by the impression of one man's passion, skill, and elegancy in crafting music. And with Chrono Symphonic, we convene to formally honor Mr. Mitsuda and give testament to the powerful, moving music of Chrono Trigger and his other works. Uh, is Mitsuda his surname? I know that surnames in Japanese are generally the first name, so if his name is Yasunori Mitsuda, then shouldn't we be saying Mr. Yasunori? Or maybe they've already inverted it. I don't know. I don't know. I've always I've always heard the full name used every time. Yasunori Mitsuda. Um, and then... They, they go on to say special thanks and stuff, and, and we'll get to that in just a moment, but I want to tell you, friends, that when they say that Yasunori Mitsuda poured everything into the music of Chrono Trigger, they were not joking. He worked constantly, didn't take breaks. Eventually, his health declined to the point where he could not continue because... He was just working at it so nonstop that it actually impacted his health. They had to bring in another musician to help finish up the existing tracks and to create two of the tracks that had not been started on. He really, really put his all into it. And I think we can all agree that Chrono Trigger, it had held up. Like, he, create, he put as much as he possibly could into the music of Chrono Trigger, and he made some very, very amazing music that, to this day, we still all love. So, so I really do want to thank you, uh, Yasunori Matsuda. Not that you'll ever listen to this episode, but, you know, emotionally, I'm thanking you. Um, and so then the, the Jewel Case text continues... A special thanks goes to Anders Gatu, Starzander, for creating the Chrono Symphonic website... Roland Lolbach Compifox for mastering the finished music, and I hope I got that right. The O has a to two dots over it, so I hope I got that right. Uh, John Good, Z Lit Y, and the Chrono Compendium for advertising and showing great faith in the project. 
Trevor Wishart, Aeon Blue, and Cooper, Lightning Strike, for their wonderful album art. Jill Golden, Pixie Tricks, for being more than just a performer in almost all respects of the project. Uh, the VG DJ team, I'm guessing that's video game disc jockey team, and Larry OG, Lion Tamer, for super pimping the project. David Lloyd, DJP, and the entire OC Remix community for listening and making this a worthwhile endeavor. And Yasunori Matsuda, Nobu Oimatsu, uh, Final Fantasy fame. Uh, Noriko Matsue- Matsueda? I don't know who Noriko Matsueda is. I presume they also worked on the music. And Squaresoft for producing a game and a soundtrack that have wrought many great things in the lives of its audience. Thanks. Um, if we go to the next uh, photo in the in the like the collection of photos, there's there's some um, some like system wallpapers um, that you can use, and there's two covers to the disc one and disc two. So last album was a single disc. This is a two disc uh, album, a two disc work. We're only gonna cover disc one today. Uh, we'll cover disc two on a future day, but there's only so much that I feel like, like you got, you got to spread it out. So, um, let's see, is that, I, I think that might be it for our, our supporting, uh, oh, there's chronosymphonicinfo.txt. Let's see if this is general info about the project chronosymphonic is a 25 track two disc album with remixes of music from the chrono trigger video game for the super nintendo dedicated to the 10th anniversary of the game it's freely available as an official overclocked remix site project you can find it at http colon slash slash chrono.ocremix.org now this file was written in 2005 i hope that you're using https by now friends um I actually, when I tried to get these torrents off their website, the the website is using HTTPS, but the torrent downloads themselves are using HTTP, and so Chrome would re- Chrome was refusing to let me download the torrent files because it's like, no, what are you doing, Locathor? You should not be downloading files to your computer from HTTP. This is this is going to explode in your face. This is bad for you. And I'm like. I know what I'm doing. No one's going to man in the middle of a torrent file. And so I brazenly switched to Firefox. Or no, it was Microsoft Edge. I used Microsoft Edge to do it because Microsoft Edge didn't stop me from downloading files that I shouldn't be downloading in the first place. I did report the issue to the website maintainers via Twitter, and they did say two days later that they had fixed the problem. So, well done. Um, You can also find some background information at... Uh, oh, they have a Wikipedia entry wikipedia.org slash wiki slash chronosymphonic capital key capital capital c capital s and an underscore between um distributions uh you can get as an mp3 format or flac format uh information about the sound chronosymphonic was aimed to sound like a movie score therefore the whole engineering was laid out for that too Even though the orchestra arrangements are almost completely digital, careful sound engineering made it possible to let it sound as if it was recorded in a real environment. The convolution reverb that was used to simulate this environment was the Promenadicus Promenadicus Concert Hall in Pori, Finland. 
You can find information about the concert hall and Convolution at acoustics.hut, no, www.acoustics.hut.fi slash projects slash poriris, P-O-R-I-R-I-R-S. That's two R-I's in the middle. The tracks are engineered in the K-System standard. The K-System, in short, is a standard set by audio engineer Bob Katz. Uh, more information at digido.com, D-I-G-I-D-O, that indicates certain loudness, now, certain loudness levels. These loudness levels are guidances for other audio engineers to get a hot but still dynamic mix and is a war declaration to the volume race on the modern media. I'm sure sound people are going nuts over whatever I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Both CDs can be listened to the same volume as you'd watch movie DVDs on your preferred amp. No volume adjustments needed. You can listen to the full dynamics of the music. Oh, okay. So they're basically saying that we have good sound in this. I'm, I'm happy. I've heard this before many times, but I'm happy to officially now be told that it will sound good. Um... Then there's a track list, which I'm going to skip over for now because, uh, of course, we're going to get to all of them. The runtime total of disc one today is going to be 47, 47 minutes, 44 seconds of music. But, of course, I'll be talking in between, so however long that takes me. Uh, we're already nearly at 10 minutes of me chattering on, so five hours, I'm sure. Uh, Chrono Symphonic, produced by Andrew Lee Triplett, copyright 2004-2005. Engineered by Roland Lulbach, www.studio-compifox.de, copyright 2005. Chrono Trigger is a registered trademark of Square Co. Limited, copyright 1995. Square Co. Limited, original music composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, Nobu Oematsu, and Noriko Matsueda. So... This is the second time we've seen that name, Noriko Matsueda. I don't know... Where else? I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up in a moment. These CDs are engineered in the K system standard K12. Thanks for listening. At, this is a direct quote. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this project as much as we enjoyed creating and finish it. End quote. Corona Symphonic staff. I didn't read it in my full Dan Carlin book. Oh, oh, she worked on Final Fantasy X too. Okay. Okay, so we're going to have a little note on Noriko Matsueda, just as a side mention, because I have not heard this name as talked about before. She has not worked on as many things as some of the others, so I guess... Also, uh, she is a woman from Japan, so I'm presuming that has a lot to do with why we don't hear about her as much. Um, she worked on Front Mission, Chrono Trigger, Bahamut Lagoon excellent game Bahamut Lagoon I'm not good at it but I love playing it uh Tobal number one Front Mission 2 Racing Lagoon which I hope that's a sequel to Bahamut Lagoon The Bouncer Final Fantasy 10 2 and she also outside of strictly video games worked on the Final Fantasy 10 vocal collection and the Final T Fantasy 10 2 piano collection um those collections have like a bunch of names on it so I'm presuming that they had, like, each person do a few songs. Um, so, so, Noriko Matsueda, uh, a name that I will try to remember if I see it again. 
although that list is pretty short, so I'm not sure if we'll do any other games uh, by her, simply because, like, I'm looking, there's the list of albums that we're going through is stuff that other people have made, so we can't really tell them after the fact. Uh, I'm seeing the Final Fantasy section. There's no Final Fantasy X-2 remix album, unfortunately, for us all. Um, let's get to this tracks. Track one is Inciting Incident, and this is by Sephfire. Um, one of 14.
Hmm, okay. Okay, I'm liking it. The... Usually, the inciting incident, the, the track that this is based off of in the game, is played at a much more... Like, like the main theme is played as a, a get-you-pumped-up type song. It's got a little more energy, and it's also got some... I mean, obviously, it didn't really have any particular instruments on the Super Nintendo, except MIDI instruments, but it's got, like, a, sort of a, some horns and stuff. It feels more energetic than the version that we heard, perhaps more frantic. Maybe frantic isn't the right word, but more more driven um, than the version we just heard. But if we're thinking of it more as the score of a movie, then we we could imagine that you would play something like that over the opening credits, sort of the opening, I don't know, I don't know, the, the credits to a movie tend to... They just have a different tone than, than a video game, it feels like. Or at least most most movies. I'm imagining a movie that's like a... This is basically some sort of medieval f techno fantasy type game in terms of genre. There are elements of saving the world from a giant snail, of course. But who doesn't save the world from a giant snail in their medieval techno-fantasy? Um, next up, we have Morning Sunlight, who, which is also by Sapphire and also by Sir Ross.
Well, that was another one by Sephir, Morning Sunlight. And combined with Inciting Incident, I think I'm getting the picture that they, they enjoy, like, sort of the quieter, calmer angle of music. Which is okay. I guess you'd be doing... You'd have it play softer. You'd do dialogue and stuff while you're doing this kind of music. Which... I mean, video games from 1995 didn't have any voice acting, so the music was sort of... Had to be, generally, was a lot stronger and sort of in your face because you weren't hearing any other sounds. So, like it. I like it. Um, next, Blue Skies Over Guardia. This is by Darkasword, and you may remember Darkasword from from last album, folks. Uh, I'm... I don't remember exactly which songs are which, but Guardia's got a good theme. So far, Darkest Sword's been impressing us, so here's hoping.
okay. That could be a shopping tune. You could shop to that. Buy your swords, your armor, your, your tonics. They're, they're tonics, not potions. In, uh, in Chrono Trigger. Not fair. So, uh, as you all know, Guardia is sort of the, the default human-ish kingdom in um, 1000 AD and also 600 AD. Um, and it's like mostly a medieval kingdom, but also like Luca is building a teleporter. And the whole thing happens when there's a teleport. Like the whole game starts because of a teleporter accident. So I don't know exactly how uh, medieval it is. There's no other high technology other than Luca. So, gosh, I don't know. Uh, but I liked it. I think we can say that the that the Dark Age Sword reputation has held up. Next, we have Two Lands Unknown by Sleepy Emp. It's E-M-P, but the M-P are lowercase, so I don't think you're supposed to say the letters like you do for electromagnetic pulse. I think it's Sleepy Emp. And, uh... Hmm, to lands unknown. I don't... I don't think I know what theme this is going to be. Okay. Okay, so I looked it up uh, to be sure, and I like I played it again, and I couldn't quite. So this is a the to lands unknown, but is a mix of two tracks called Strange Occurrences and the Fiend Lord's Keep. Now the Fiend Lord's Keep is the music that you hear 
when you get to Magus's castle, of course, it's the um, it plays when that when the camera pans up and shows the castle and, and the bats go by and the camera pans back down and then you have control and it's the um, the the quiet kind of empty music when the castle is abandoned when you're haven't met the uh, the enemies is that like you have to go to the back of the hallway and check the thing and then come back and, and all that um, and. Strange Occurrences is the other track that is used all throughout the game when it's 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 the song uh it's it's kind of got that harpish sound to it but on the Super Nintendo it's it sounds a lot more artificial um and it's used when a bunch of like mysterious things happen uh sort of when they're doing like scene transitions and one character doesn't know what's going on and stuff uh and I, I listened I listened to Lands Unknown twice, and once I knew what I was listening for, I could tell that the songs were in there. And I think what sort of played with my brain is that in both Strange Occurrences and The Fiend Lord's Keep, there's kind of like um the the more important melody, and then there's sort of a, a supporting melody. And what To Lands Unknown seems to have mostly done is like invert the two so that the backing melody is playing louder and more prominently in the mix as well as the the new mix content and then the backing melody is just slightly there just toying at the edges of your brain which considering that theoretically this song is about like a mysterious tone to have to like make you feel creeped out that's actually very well done because it feels just slightly out of expectations without being completely dissimilar in a way that it, it, it's it's got the creepy vibe to it um so we'll call that a success uh next up we have darkness dueling uh as done by lunar heart l-u-n-a-r there's an r in there lunar heart and uh, it's going to be the battle theme, and we all love that battle theme.
Okay. Okay. Now, I try to. I'm trying to avoid playing favorites too much. I'm trying to give all these tracks their fair shake. But I love that one. That was great. I love it. I love the high energy songs. I love it when there's lots of stuff going on. Um, so Lunar Heart, you have my heart. You you win best in album so far of of the five tracks. Absolutely, absolutely, that was great. Um, with the there was the piano bits and the orchestra bits, and they were playing off of each other. Whew. Okay, okay, but. We're not going to dwell forever because we already have another track. That's right. Uh, track six, disc one. Uh, Luca's Arrival. This is done by Zass. And uh, Luca's theme's a good one. So uh, we're expecting good things.
friends. Friends, you know how I said that I had that um that the the track listing on on the the wiki page that they had mentioned of saying which which track on this album used which original tracks from from the game. Well, I said to myself, it's it's called Luca's Arrival. I don't need to look up what what tracks it's based off of. It's going to be based off of Luca's theme, right? Right? Of course. Why would it? <sighs> so, I wasn't expecting what we just got. I liked what we just got, but I wasn't expecting what we just got. So, actually. Despite being called Luca's Arrival, uh, Zass has given us a combination of a distant promise and the battle theme, which we heard in Darkness Dueling, and also uh, it's called Magus Confronted. So uh, we heard the Fiend Lord's Keep in Two Lands Unknown by Sleepy Amp, and that's the uh, track when you uh, get to Magus's castle. This is Magus Confronted, the battle theme that you actually hear um, when you when you do the fight against Magus. A lot of people that, like, don't look at the exact names of the tracks, if you just say Magus's theme or whatever, this is the theme that they think of. Um, and that's good. I liked what we heard. I just I just wasn't expecting what we heard. I was expecting a Luca track. Okay, so this time, this time, the next track is Revelation of Fire. And the original track's used, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm looking at it. And I'm seeing what we're going to have. And this time, with eyes open, I'm still happy. This is uh, Revelation of Fire by Clado Show.
Now, friends, can you tell what songs we had there? Uh, because it's a little bit of a trick question, isn't it? That was actually... Okay, so the first track is called um, The Hidden Truth. And it's the track that plays uh, most famously the start of The Hidden Truth is what plays when Chrono is carted off to jail and then the track plays uh, as he's being like carried across the bridge and thrown into, into the cell. And the like sort of the back loop of the track uh, is make makes up most of the courtroom theme. And so that's sort of that general area of the music is in the hidden truth. It's like a, it's like a minute long track, but they, but they use loops from it very well in the game. And the other part, that was in the song we just heard, Revelation of Fire by Claude Osho, um, is it was from Singing Mountain. Singing Mountain uh, actually never made it into the game, but uh, fans got a hold of it. Uh, I think maybe it was like in, in the ROM data or something. Uh, but Singing Mountain is a track that if you listen to other OC remix stuff, then people like to remix the Singing Mountain track, even though it was never actually in the game. And it's a good track, so it's like it's nice. Like you, you heard it there. Not that you can necessarily just tell which is from what if you haven't heard it before. But yeah, yeah, that was that was good. There was a well put together uh, Revelation of Fire. Uh, and next up, we have Hymn of Valor. This is track eight by Red Omen. Thank you. 
Okay, friends. I hope that as soon as you heard those little those little hints, those little hints of woodwind, that you were immediately filled with all the valor you could muster, because that was Hymn of Valor by Red Omen, and that was a great track. Um, so it's mixing up the Guardia Castle theme, which is called Guardia Castle Pride and Glory, along with um, Yearnings of the Wind, which is from the, from the 680 time period, and uh, Frog's theme, and it's sort of just a general 600s uh, song. It's very good. I love it. Um, I like the the piano bits that have that sort of circular motion to them. And if you don't know what I mean, then I'm sorry. I can't articulate it any better. I'm, I'm bad at this. Uh, next, we have Frog's Intervention. And so we heard a little bit of Frog's theme before, but let's let's hear what it's like when we really when we really knuckle down on it.
I love it. Keeping in mind, now that wasn't, you know, the, the high energy song that I usually go for, that I'm usually like, you you can tell uh, that, that sometimes I just get to a song and I've got nothing but amazing things to say about it. That, that wasn't a that kind of, I love it. That was a, this, this song, uh, Frog Intervention, <clears throat> uh, by Eliwood 2. Frog's Intervention is the perfect, the perfect thing to put, like, keeping in mind that they said that they wanted to score this like a movie, and with that sort of as my evaluation guide, if you use this in a movie or a show where actors have to talk while things are happening, that that's the best way that you, like the song that we just heard is the best way that you could do Frog's theme, where you wanna, you still wanna sound like Frog's theme, but you gotta ease up a bit because video games, they just go too hard. Um, and the actors wouldn't be able to speak. So, so that's good. That's good. Um, next we have uh, Denodoro Climb by P.L. Benjamin Z. B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N, capital Z. And let's just, let's just play that.
That was Denodoro Climb by P.L. Benjamin Z. And the track that it was based off of, Yearnings of the Wind, which we heard parts of before in the Hymn of Valor, track 8. Um, Yearnings of the Wind is like the, the world map theme for 600 AD, which makes it um, stand out, at least to me, among other Chrono Trigger songs, because this is the first track that you really hear and have have a new strong melody to like like wedge itself at, to have a place in your brain when like at first you start the game and we heard the morning sunlight we heard some of the the guardia's millennial fair theme in blue skies over guardia and that's sort of like start of the game whatever you're not really paying attention but this yearnings of the wind you've gone through so there was a, a industrial accident people were sent through some sort of weird warp and you chased after them and then you step out into a foggy 400 years earlier and there's this sort of not quite spooky but definitely unknown sort of music going on and so it it like brushes all the rest of that off the table and places itself right at the heart of your memory of what is Chrono Trigger. And that's right near the start of the game. So even if you don't finish the game, like the battle with Lavos is a great track, but not everyone that's ever picked up Chrono Trigger is going to have heard that song. Um, this, if, if you've played the game an hour, you've probably heard yearnings of the wind and so i love it and i think that pl benjamin z has done a great version anytime i need someone to give me like a background score like a theme song for my own life like i'm doing some sort of weird documentary and i need them to score what's going on as like i as, as like we do the b-roll footage and, and then we need someone to score that Peel Benjamin Z, you can make a good backing tune. And you're invited. Next up, let's see. We just did Denodoro Climb, which means at the top of the mountain, what do you find? That's right, the Masamune. Um, this is also by Eliwu2. Um, and... It says under original tracks used, it's also Frog's theme. So we got Frog's Intervention and the Masamune are both going to be songs based on Frog's theme by the same person. And we get to find out uh, just how skilled they are, if they can give us two solid tracks, both based on the original track. Let's find out.
All right. Here's the deal. I said, I said before that uh, when when Ellie Wutu did Frog's Intervention, I said that with with my guiding evaluation being, could you like how, would you put this in a movie? Would this be music for a movie version of a thing? And I said that they had made the perfect way to to do a Frog's theme as as a movie as a movie theme. I was apparently lying to you, and I didn't even know it, because this is even better than that. Um, you could play this track for for someone who doesn't know Frog's theme, and at the end of it, they still wouldn't know Frog's theme, because Frog's theme is played softly throughout the whole song, and then there's an entire additional original melody being played on top of what we knew before, having played the game. This is a wonderful surprise, and it's got the movie energy to it. You could call up Peter Jackson and say, Peter Jackson, put this in your movie, and he would have to say yes. And I don't mean just because of that thing that we all know about Peter Jackson, that he has, like, he, he all owes us a favor. But, I mean, for, for real, he'd have to say yes. And um, it's just good. It's just good. Full appreciation. Well done, Ellie Wu too. That's the last time that we're going to see her from them on this disc one. But as I have said before, I hope that's not the last time we hear from them ever. Um, next, we have Darkest Omen by MV, lowercase m, lowercase v. I don't know. I don't think we're supposed to say move. Maybe, maybe we just say MV. Maybe we say move. On Unix, MV is how you move files. Um... But when I say the title Darkest Omen, every Chrono Trigger player knows the theme that we're going to be hearing. So we have some expectations here.
Well, as you now know, if you don't know, now you know, the Black Omen theme is a real heckin' banger of a, of a track. And uh, Move, or MV, as, as I don't know how you want us to say it, you put in, the, you started with good materials, but then you put in the work to make sure that those materials didn't go to waste. And for that, congratulations. Well done. Well, well done. Um, next, we got two more tracks. Uh, one of them is going to be uh, Confronting the Mystic, which is by Sapphire, who you remember we heard the first track was by Sapphire and the second track was by Sapphire and Cerus. So we're going to hear Sapphire's take on, uh, well, as I've, as I've been doing, I guess, we're going we're gonna to let you hear if you can tell what tracks are going into this and, uh, and we'll talk about it after. Okay, friends, I was I was trepidatious at first because uh, the early two tracks that we heard Sapphire do, very sedate type tracks. I thought, hmm, how can you do, how can you do Magus Confronted and Lavos's theme, particularly how can you do Lavos's theme and have it be like, you know, chill, chill vibes. How can you do chill Lavos's theme with chill vibes? But that's the thing. Sapphire surprised me. Because this isn't chill vibes. This is this is angry fight vibes, and uh, they can do both. Get you a composer who can do both. I like it. The only thing that I disliked about that is that I felt 
it was maybe a little short because Magus Confronted and Lava Steam are both uh, they're both great and like you want you want to hear more, um, but that can hardly that can hardly be called a glaring flaw. If if people liked it so much that they want more, you did something right. But friends, this brings us to our last track of the day, track fourteen of disc one of Chrono Symphonic. This is Door to the End of Time, and it's uh, it says Blake Purdue, which is like a human name, not like an internet handle. So. Good luck with being a real adult, Blake, but uh, here on the internet, we all use dumb nicknames. Get with the times. By get with the times, I mean get with the 2005. Um, I wonder... I wonder... I don't... I wonder if I've been going by Lokathor since 2005. I might have been going by Lokathor since 2005, friends. Maybe it was... No, I think it was. Huh. Well, time flies. Door to the end of time. And Blake, I hope you treat us well on this last track.
That was great. Blake, you did not let us down. There is a long list of tracks that went into that. At the End of Time, Frog's Themes, Yearning of the Wind, Glavis' Theme, Peaceful Days. We've heard most of those before, but it came together really well. And I feel like we have uh, traveled with more than four people at once and gotten thrown to the point of least temporal resistance. Um, that's the end of this episode about Chronosymphonic. But uh, there is a disc two, and so I, it won't be the very next episode in the cast, I think. But whenever the next music episode is, then that will be um, disc two, Shadow and Ice. And yeah, yeah, that was a good track. Like if if you did disc one and disc two as like two separate movies, and then like you had the the cliffhanger ending where they where they wake up at the end of time and yeah and then and then and like sort of the back third or so of that song is like like plays while the credits roll that would be that'd be nice that'd be real nice and uh i mean i guess if you'll excuse me i gotta go talk to gasper and uh I'll see you I'll see you next time